This is War Vessel Radio, standing firm upon the truth of Jesus Christ and speaking triumphantly from the Word of God, boldly living from a position in Christ and decreasing so that Jesus will increase, proclaiming to the world the gospel of Jesus Christ and a hope and a future found in Him. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 42 of the War Vessel Radio podcast. Um, Today, we're going to be diving right in and kind of sort of picking up where I left off last week. This is this week has been a little interesting, full of new things happening and just a lot of things. And so the focus has been a little bit <clears throat> different. And but I was listening to a sermon by Charles Spurgeon and it was narrated by Eric Ludy. Um and it was in the Bravehearted Voices podcast. And he was talking about I'm trying to see what the name of, I meant to look it up before I started the podcast, but um, see if I can get the name of it so you guys can look it up. I just lost it. Anyway, it's on the Bravehearted Voices podcast, and it's done by Charles Spurgeon, and it's on the topic of Paul, that he determined to know only one thing. Um, so if you guys are interested in that message, Check out the Bravehearted Voices podcast um, and look for a, a sermon by Charles Spurgeon, and it's narrated by Eric Ludy. It's really good. Um, I'd highly recommend it. And anyway, just listening to that sermon, I was restirred for this idea of not knowing anything except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And so I've just been meditating on that and thinking about that and it's a pretty simple topic and it's it's kind of ironic because that's basically all I have for this episode this week is this idea of what would it be like to not know anything except Jesus Christ and him crucified and I think this is critical for the idea of being a war vessel we've talked about the notion of the war element and the soldier element of being a Christian. And then I've spent quite a bit of time over the last couple of weeks talking about this idea of vessel and how I'm strongly stirred towards that image of being a vessel for Jesus Christ and being something of honor for him to use. And so as I've been thinking about that, and last week we talked about a vessel being filled, it's uh, God is fullness and he fills things and then his creation is needing to be filled and that he actually designed us to be filled. And so we are objects to be filled up and to hold something. And that is his spirit. That is his presence and to have a relationship with him and to constantly have his life being poured into us that we may be poured out as well. And so as I've been thinking more about that, this idea of not knowing anything except Jesus Christ and him crucified has kind of just been compounding in my spirit. Um, and I'm not sure why. I know I've talked about this in other episodes formerly and talked about um, 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and chapter 2 and this foolishness of Christ and the wisdom of God and how the foolishness of Christ is contrary to the wisdom of the world, and the wisdom of the world is pitted against the foolishness of Christ. And the foolishness of Christ is actually spiritual wisdom. 
that is pitted against foolishness of the world. And so it can be kind of confusing to read that passage, but in the lens of who Christ is, believers who are living the life of Christ are going to appear foolish to a lost and dying world. And that can actually be the great gift of Christ in us to bring a awareness to the world of what they're missing out of, that our outward foolishness brings a different thought pattern into their lives that can create a, a disruption, if you will, and allow the truth of the message of Jesus Christ to stand out. And Paul uh, is talking to the Corinthians, and he says in the beginning of chapter 2, And I, brethren, when I came to you, did not come with excellence of speech or of wisdom, declaring to you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I was with you in weakness, in fear, and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. And so Paul is making this declaration that he's really getting down to the basics. And Paul was a Pharisee. He was a well-taught um, teacher. He was an instructor of the law. Um, and so he was a very knowledgeable, scholarly guy. And Charles Spurgeon in his, it's sorry, it's kind of weird to think of Charles Spurgeon. Eric narrated it. So I've got this like dual thing in my head between Charles Spurgeon and Eric, but Charles Spurgeon in his sermon um, talks about that it could have been very difficult for Paul to accept this mindset in the spirit of not coming with excellence of speech or with persuasive words because of his background in in teaching and in being knowledgeable about the law and to actually have humility and put himself in a different format to delivering the gospel and say, I'm going to start with the thing that seems the most hopeless about Christianity, which is Jesus Christ and him dying on the cross. And that's what Paul chose to preach. And Charles Spurgeon talks an awful lot about that, way better than I will. And I'd highly recommend you guys go listen to that um, as it was very stirring for me. But what is constantly being hammered into my head over and over again is in this simple verse, for I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified, is exactly that. Do I determine not to know anything except Jesus Christ and him crucified? And just delete other people, do I actually say Jesus Christ and him crucified? Do I, I witness to Christ with others? But in my own life, not in front of others, do I have this mindset of not knowing anything except Jesus Christ and him crucified? And I know the answer very well in my own life that certainly not enough. I don't have that constant abiding relationship with Jesus where he is always at the forefront of my mind. I really desire it and I crave it. And it's why I long for my own spiritual life to be in. And the Lord is, is certainly growing me by leaps and bounds in this, but there is a long road to go. But it's there is this core idea as a Christian that I can't escape that my life is meant 
to have nothing but Jesus Christ and him crucified. And that is to be the outflow of not only my intimate spiritual walk with him, but also everything I do, whether at work or in relationship or for future marriage or with my family um, in ministry, it's all to come back to this basic of Jesus Christ. And then for Paul, it was Jesus Christ and him crucified. And it is for us too, but maybe maybe there's another simple way we look at it, Jesus Christ and him resurrected. But I, for the sake of this, Paul decides to focus on the crucifixion, which is a difficult idea for a non-believer to, to deal with. That We're preaching that the Son of God came and died on a tree and that through that somehow life is given. And that's just that's a hard place to start with the gospel. And yet Paul has just said in chapter 1 and 2, or the beginning or the latter end of chapter 1, but we preach Christ crucified to the Jews a stumbling block and to the Greeks foolishness. But to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God, because the foolishness of God is wiser than men and the weakness of God is stronger than men. God desires us to start with that which seems the most crazy. And Jesus crucified is that. And we can get into this mindset that if I start with the cross, people are not going to be able to accept that because how do you deal with that topic? I, as a Christian, don't fully know how to encompass what the sacrifice of Jesus Christ was, why that was fully necessary. How can I start that with my gospel message? If I was just to go up to a random group of people, would I start with Jesus Christ and him crucified? Or would I not want to start with something like faith or hope or the love of Jesus? Um, Those all seem way more attractive. And for the sake of this, this again, this is all in Charles Spurgeon's message too, but I think just through the Holy Spirit, there is a unity in this message. So I don't want it to seem like I'm plagiarizing his message. It was very good for my soul, but this is just the simple truth of what Paul is saying um, is what he came to know is so that he would preach this message knowing it would be the foolishness of Christ, but it'd be the wisdom of God. And to those who are actually called by Jesus, it would be the power. It would awaken them, both Jew and Greek, to his love and knowledge um, for them and the need of a deepening relationship with him. That would. This is the message that would awaken the Jews and the Gentiles. And Paul stooped down to that and understood it and in humility was even willing to come in weakness and in fear of the Lord. I, I've i kind of wrestled with verse 3 as it says, I was with you in weakness and fear and in much trembling. And Paul in other epistles and books um, is very much against the concept of fear. Fear is of the enemy. Um, and I think this is talking about in this context, I believe this is talking about the fear of the Lord and the fear of preaching the gospel well and of honoring Jesus Christ. This is why he's deciding to speak this way. And he's not willing to use persuasive speech or excellent speech, but instead just use the basic humbling speech 
And that is where the power is. And so that is an exhortation to my own soul because I know I often, I lose the simplicity of Christ so easily. I, I move from the easily um, digestible, the actual, the manna that God has given us to try to eat more difficult things and get into bigger words of theology and eschatology and um, to begin dwelling on and I, I move away from this heart of Jesus Christ. And I, I think I'm dwelling on things of Jesus because they all pertain to Jesus, but I've actually lost sight of Jesus. And I'm beginning to wander through these concepts in my own strength and in my own wanting to persuade my own mind so that I might be able to persuade others or that I might, in my own knowledge, craft some truth that can be applied. And that is not how we learn and we grow. And that's not how the gospel grows. Paul in himself wanted just Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I, over the last several months, this passage keeps coming to mind. I've read in, I've read first Corinthians chapter one and two, more often than I think any any passage in the last few months. I, I just cannot escape this foolishness of Christ um, and versus the wisdom of man and that the wisdom of God versus the foolishness of man and this idea that the cross preached to those, Jesus and the cross preached to those is actually the power, therein lies the power to awaken people to salvation. And I want this. Um, I work in construction. I work in secular environments. I work with people who, well, I don't work directly with people who don't believe, but I I come into contact, whether it be with, um, you know, homeowners or business owners, people who've hired us to do jobs. I come in contact with people who are unbelievers and I begin to, I begin to fear in the wrong way. I begin to stoop into this weakness and this doubt and the trembling that comes from the lies of the enemy. And instead of stooping in weakness and fear and in much trembling of the Holy Spirit and actually seeking to share Jesus Christ and him crucified with these, these people around me. And I know that in my own life, growing up through my own means, I have gotten into this place where my life is to almost silently exhibit Jesus Christ. And that is in part truth. Our lives, without us speaking a word, but just being able to walk in a room, the presence and the power of Christ should be felt, I believe. And because I think that's how Jesus was. Um, it says somewhere in scripture, and we, I was just talking about this with my mom a few days ago, uh, that it says Christ would not have been, um, I'm going to paraphrase because I cannot think of what the scripture is and I, this is just coming to mind, but he wasn't um, attractive to man in essence. Um, it says something better than that. Uh, it puts it better, a better image, but he would not have been noticeable. He wouldn't have been the, perhaps the buff, most handsome, striking you know, guy you'd make a statue out of but rather he would have been humble. 
and yet you see people fall at his feet. Um, you hear people calling for him. And interestingly, it's often the crippled, it's the lame, it's the blind, uh, people who wouldn't be able to see him anyway, yet they recognize the heart of who Jesus is. And I believe that is because his spirit in the Father would have just emanated his goodness. And that, as, as Christians, should be exhibited in us. But I tend to just lean on that. Like, if I, people should know that I serve Jesus while I'm painting a wall or doing trim or filling nail holes because of some special goodness emanating from me, which is stupid um, because I don't think I have that goodness emanating from me. I know in my own life, I don't live in that goodness all the time. I do want it. And so that's where I'm getting, I'm stirred and I'm convicted to have in my mind, but also in my mouth, this proclamation of Jesus Christ. And this is exciting to me. I don't know how or what this looks like. What? Because Paul says it's going to be foolishness. You will be called a crazy person. And there's not too many Christians in today that are just crazy people. I mean, that you'd point at and be like, they're insane. Because all they speak about is Jesus Christ and him crucified. That's all they talk about. All they talk about is Jesus. Jesus, 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 Jesus. They can't eat food without talking about Jesus. They can't go to sleep without talking about Jesus. They can't enter a conversation about vehicles without talking about Jesus because he is at the forefront of their mind. The gospel has penetrated their, not only their heart, mind, and soul, but also their tongue is influenced and steered in the direction of Jesus. And that is what I want my life to be. And I need to do what Paul did, and I need to lay aside whatever it is that keeps me from just simply knowing Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I I know inwardly I can't even begin to preach that to others unless that's first made a reality in my life. And I know Jesus is making it a reality in my life, And but I need more boldness is, I, is what I'm coming into. Um, and I need, I want that solidifying in my spirit of, I just need Jesus Christ. Like when I wake up in the morning, it's Jesus Christ and him crucified. When I eat breakfast, it's Jesus Christ and him crucified because that is where the power is to bring life into my own life so that as a vessel, a war vessel, I can go out and be able to pour out because I am, I'm allowing Jesus and what he did for me to penetrate and to come in and to allow his love of the cross, his grace on the cross, his mercy on us on the cross, because that all happened at the cross. All those things were given to us. Jesus emanated all those things while he died on a cross. And as Christians, we've been called to bear a cross and to be dying on that cross daily. And therefore, it truly is just Jesus Christ and the cross that these things flow out of. And if we know those things, if we know those two things, Jesus Christ and him crucified. I just dropped something. Sorry, people. I need that. If we just know that, then our lives will be emanating Jesus, and we will be centered in Christ. And so I am out of time now, but I hope that this was edifying to you. Um, it was so funny because I always feel like I need to come into these podcasts with 
you know, more Greek words, more Hebrew words, um, and more scripture to back up what I'm saying. And that was exactly what the Lord wanted me to talk about with you today is that I only needed really one verse, which is convicting to me because it's the only thing that actually matters in the Christian walk, that we know Jesus Christ and him crucified. And if we just know that, then we can be successful and we can live the life of Jesus Christ. And if we believe Jesus Christ and him crucified, that is where the power is at in our lives. And that's all we need. That's all you have to preach upon. You you wouldn't, if you just knew the simplicity of Jesus Christ and him crucified, I'm beginning to sound like a broken record, but that's kind of the point that Paul's saying. We need to sound like broken records till we're crazy and that people look at us and are like, there goes that crazy guy that always talks about Jesus. And they're the people whose ears are turned off and don't receive the power. Yet there's some people who need to hear the crazy person that only talks about Jesus because that is where they will be awakened. So again, I don't know if any of this made sense. I'm coming into this with weakness and fear and much trembling and that's okay. And it was so neat as I was sitting down to think about this, doing this podcast that the Lord basically was like, this is what Paul did is exactly what you're going to have to do right now, Jake, is you're going to have to let go of everything you want to bring to this message, and you're going to have to preach off one thing. And this entire week, I've been like praying, Lord, what do you want me to really talk about? I've got this core of Jesus and him crucified, but I feel like I need to tie it back into Second Timothy and be getting into this war vessel idea. And it does tie into the war vessel idea that we're to be filled with just this, Jesus Christ and him crucified. And that is to be tattooed on our eyeballs, as Ellerslie would say, and constantly before us. And that's what the Lord is bringing me to, that this is all I need. And that's also really refreshing, that I don't have to be, I don't have to rely upon a mound of other things to preach the good news of Jesus Christ. But I can only know two things at any moment, which is Jesus Christ and him crucified, and then the Holy Spirit will do the rest, and there'll be power in it. All right, I'm done talking now. Thank you guys for listening. I'm praying for you all. Um, I hope this is a blessed week for you, um, that Jesus Christ and him crucified would be the reality of your lives in one way or another, uh, whether it be in boldness publicly or whether it be intimately with Jesus, that he begins stirring this idea in your lives and that it becomes concreted and rooted that it would outflow. And I'm praying this for my own life as well because I am so lacking in Jesus Christ and him crucified. I, and I say that knowingly that I have been given Jesus Christ and him crucified, yet there is so much room to grow because there's so much more to learn about Jesus and the cross. All right, I'm finally signing off, you guys. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening to War Vessel Radio. If you enjoyed this podcast, please follow and share this podcast with others so the truth of Jesus Christ will continue to spread. Thanks again for listening, and may the love, joy, peace, and grace of Jesus fill you today.